Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Fire Team Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Joining me on the set today is Sean Finnegan. Chomp, chomp. Steven Rue. Chomp, chomp. That's right. You can't do that. It's copyrighted. I thought we were going to go. Copy you <laughs> I thought we were going to go chomp and then chomp. So. No one oh, I get it. The, the double chomp. Let's go over what we're going to actually talk about on today's show. So Game Informer has a ton of coverage about Destiny's Forsaken. We're not talking about any of the spoiler stuff. I didn't want to be spoiled, and I started reading it, and I didn't think you guys wanted to be spoiled. So I don't know anything spoilery, so we're not going to talk about it at all. We don't have it in the show. What we're going to do instead is we're going to go over some of the new modes and such, and we're going to read about the nine new supers and react to them naturally. So if you consider any of that stuff a spoiler... I do apologize. I thought that was the safest content to go over. And Stephen, actually, you read the stuff, and you're I like, "Destin, stop, stop." It's very spoilery. It, it is. They give away like the whole plot. I'm like halfway through. I'm like, I don't want to know this. Yeah, it's actually really spoilery. So, uh, warning if you're watching Game Informer, and, and their coverage is excellent. But if if you're worried about spoilers, just I was about halfway through the, the notes on Reddit, and I'm like, "Whoa, okay, <laughs> I'm good. I don't want to see anymore." <clears throat> Let's talk about some of the cool stuff. So, Steven, thank you so much for helping plan the show today. No problem. There was a, a stream I had to cover right before this. We're going to be reacting naturally to this live. So let's talk about the new <laughs> PvP mode, Breakthrough. We're going to get four new maps and a new mode called Breakthrough. And Breakthrough involves two teams of four fighting to capture a breaker, which will allow that team to hack the enemy vault. Once the breaker is captured, it turns to a attack-defense-style mode with one team defending their vault while the other team tries to hack it. Um, this this is the mode that I think a lot of streamers were talking about. Gambit, obviously, is the <clears> premier <throat> mode. Breakthrough was the secondary mode that we hadn't heard much about. It sounds like Capture the Flag meets Bomb, like sort of melded together, and I really like the sound of it. Yeah, like one bomb is sold from like Halo or mm -hmm. yeah, something like that, or even you know Counter-Strike where you have CTs and Ts. And yeah. You've been playing a lot of Counter-Strike you said off air? Yeah, I mean I've been playing many, many hours of Counter-Strike for yeah. my whole life. But yeah, like in Counter-Strike, if you're not familiar, like there's counter-terrorists and terrorists and the terrorists... Terrorists win. <laughs> the terrorists <laughs> uh, have to try and attack a site, plant a bomb, and allow the, and have that bomb detonate in order yeah. to win. CTs have to stop them from doing that. It's really a tactical mode, mm -hmm. and that's kind of what I was hoping f uh, to see a little bit more of in the PvP going mm -hmm. forward in Destiny. It's just... PvP that, you know, is fast and mobile and gun skill oriented, but also involves some tactics, you know, and some yeah. teamwork. And this seems like this could be that mode. What yeah. do you think about this? <clears throat> it seems promising. I just don't want it to be like countdown because I don't know if about you guys, but countdown's pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. But it sounds cool. <clears throat> uh, playing is going to be a little different. Um, I'd like to see zone control come back too. That was actually one of my favorite modes in Destiny 1 mm -hmm. and Rift, Rift 2. Rift uh, refresh good. people's yeah. memory. What did you do in zone control? So zone control is there's three points, A, B, and C, and you get points on how long you control a zone. Kills don't matter. Mm -hmm. But if you have two zones compared to the enemy's one, I think like every 
10 seconds you get two points or you get a point for every zone you have. So that's pretty cool. I like that. Um, but breakthrough sounds awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, uh, rift was the, the mode where there would be something in the middle that you would grab and then you would go detonate it on the, the opponent's side. Yeah. Uh, sort of like capture the flag with like a, an explosive element. It was, it more was like, it was good. More like NFL. Like yeah. It was football. like, yeah. Football. Yeah. yeah. I would say it was good. You got style points for doing it backwards. Like little, little things like that. It was yeah. it was fun, but I like this breakthrough a little bit more. It seems like uh, a, a new take on that and classic methods all sort of mingled together. And I'm excited to see them try something new as opposed to just like, hey, we brought back Rift. Yeah, it sounds like it's not like an elimination game like Countdown, yeah. which is my problem with Countdown because it gets so campy. You don't even need to play the objective in Countdown. You just have to eliminate the other team. This sounds like it's not an elimination game, so it could be better. I don't know. Yeah, like we'll have to we'll have to wait for more details. But what I'm really interested in is how that sort of attack defend phase of the match plays mm. out. Like once you acquire the hacking terminal thing or whatever, and you're trying to attack, you know, your opponent. Let's say they successfully defend and your team gets eliminated, like or you have that little terminal and they kill you. Like, do you drop it and does that reset the phase mm-hmm. and you go back to try to reclaim it, or is it like a you have X amount of time to try and detonate this thing. And if you don't, the round ends and then we go back to an original phase. Like little details like that will really change the flow of that, how that mode works. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear more, but it sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Continuing on the notes side, there was a note here about mods. Mod overhaul features less conditions such as subclass or specific weapon requirements, but rather allow for more specialized gear. So adding a mod that increases in air accuracy or increased damage against vehicles. That sounds much better than the current mod <clears> system where <throat> Where all of your mods are totally meaningless. Like you need like three of them or something to even have an effect on your stability. For example, yeah. I usually go <laughs> counterbalance with my mods, but it, they're just whatever, you know. Or like the grenade mods. I think everybody <clears throat> puts on their armor. Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing for me right now with the mod system is like I actually kind of like the idea of what a lot of the mods do. I just think like the benefit they add is negligible. Like mm-hmm. if it was sizable and you could see like an instant change depending on the mods, or if, mm-hmm. you know. The statistics were percentage based and you can see those implementations like reflected in your character sheet like immediately upon putting them in. That would be different because I don't I actually like the idea of like, oh, well, on this encounter, like I'm really passive. So I want to stack grenade recharge mm-hmm. energy, which we it, which is a mod that exists you yeah. know, for class specific stuff right now. Like I like you, that. You idea. swap to the armor that. Yeah, but it's just like that. whether or not that mod is in there right now, you can't tell. Yeah, so, there's no visual indicator. It's just I like, mean, you're even, either you can't tell in either. terms of. You put the mod in there and it doesn't really feel like your grenade charges all that much faster. Like, yeah. It's just negligible, you know? Yeah. I know what yeah. you're saying. Uh, excited about that adjustment. Ammo type is no longer directly tied to weapon slots. We kind of knew about that already. Um, many weapon archetypes are moving out of the power slot. Excellent news. Hawthorne's field forge shotgun, one of my favorites, is now kinetic. Yeah. That's, I'm not happy about that because it's one of my, it's my heavy. It's my alternate for the, the shotgun that you guys got from Escalation Protocol. Hopefully, they add some sort of matchmaking so I can just get nine buddies together and and oh, enjoy man. the content the way it was meant to be experienced. <laughs> like that that would be nice. Um, primary and secondary using green ammo, breech loaded grenade launchers, fusion rifles, shotguns, snipers, and trace rifles. Um, that's sort of confusing to me. Can you explain that, Stephen? There's like there's two different types of grenade launchers. I'm not a hundred percent sure on which one. But I think like uh, like play of the game I think is a drum loaded grenade launcher, mm-hmm. 
And Got a, it. And a breech-loaded grenade launcher, I think, was the one we got to play at E3. There was like a delay. I could be wrong. I don't know. I skipped uh, primary secondary using white ammo, auto rifles, bows, hand cannons, pulse rifles, scout rifles, sidearms, and SMGs. Oh, okay. So they're saying, here's what's going to use white ammo. Autos, bows, hand cannons, pulse rifles, scout rifles, sidearms, and SMGs. Here's what's going to use green ammo, breech-loaded grenade launchers, fusion rifles, shotgun snipers, and trace light rifles. Here's what's going to use purple ammo or power ammo, drum-loaded grenade launchers, linear fusion rifles, rocket launchers, and swords. So there is clarity on the, the color system and how they're going to work now. But they're going to be all over. I think that's going to be the hardest thing to translate mm-hmm. for players. I know it was when we played the intro mission at E3, right? Yeah, I mean, like, they truthfully... It wasn't finalized there, though. We know that. Yeah. yeah, truthfully, just looking at this list, it seems a little confusing to me. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> maybe once you get used to the new weapon system and are playing it and have weapons and loadouts that you use regularly, it'll yeah. be easy to identify, like, oh, by, like, looking at a box type, knowing what guns it'll refill. Mm-hmm. But right now, it seems like... I don't know. I have to think about what ammo yeah. I need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by like remembering what weapons are affected by which weapon mm. type, which we- ammo boxes, like that sounds a little convoluted, but we'll see. Yeah. I, I mean, I think per- what they're trying to do is they're trying to get away <clears throat> from primary special power and just think of like you have three weapons and then the white goes to this weapon, green goes to this weapon, purple goes to this weapon. Mm. So it's like it'll be like super. I think, at, like like you said, after we give it some time, I think it'll be supernatural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, main ingredient is now in the energy slot. That must be important to you because you put it in there. Why? Why main ingredient? Oh, I just just put to it... troll CJ. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I think that's he like wise. He likes wise and more. Yeah, I know from experience. That was just in the notes. I just put it in there. But that's pretty cool. Fusions are in secondary slots now, mm-hmm. and the fusion rifles in Destiny Two are pretty insane. Like, yeah, they're, they're pretty really good. good. There's a few. EVP really is going to be <clears throat> very different come September. I mean. In Destiny 1, they were a secondary. They right? were, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, so we're going to move along to the next segment where we kind of read about the supers. None of us except Steven have actually read about them. So I kind of wanted to get a natural reaction to the, the nine new supers that are coming with Forsaken. And I want to give a note right before we do that. Uh, Fran and CJ, obviously not here on the show today. Really happy to have Sean and Steven on. Uh, that's because we're all sort of traveling for work, and one of those things is GuardianCon. GuardianCon is right around the corner. We're going to be doing a live fire team chat on Friday at 5.30, so be sure to stop on by and say hello, enjoy the show, and uh, hang out with us. Now, guys, let's get into the super, starting with the Titan. Yeah, John, do you want to read life. the Titan? That's your favorite, right? Sure, yeah, I I'll- play a Titan. I'll do, uh, I'll do war because <coughs> I know Steven's a hunter. So how do you want to do this? Should we just read three, Let's just read them individually? Yeah. Titan Sentinel's Code of the Commander. Melees cause explosions, but all void ability damage also attaches a void detonator and any subsequent damage causes the detonator to go off and attach detonators to enemy caught in the explosion. Interesting. So like the detonator blows up, then and that then attaches. Blows up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Grenade energy partially recharges for you and nearby alley, allies when detonators, detonators trigger. All right. Secondary, secondary effects. Yeah. Banner shield can still be used for offense like normal, but holding guard creates a barrier wall of light that absorbs enemy attacks, but allows allies to pass, allies attacks to pass through. So a lot more like, well, actually, no, not like the original Titan shield. Okay. Mm. That's interesting. So. Melees cause explosions. So this is your punchy class, right? 
Yeah, well, this is actually something I brought up, which is like back when everyone rolled Titan for the first time, like one of the on the striker Titan, it says Mm -hmm. like in close quarters, a fist is better than any gun. I was like, oh, (laughs) snap. Like this is the class that's going to be up close and personal, Mm -hmm. heavily armored. And then we were kind of betrayed when we got like their little (laughs) T-Rex swinging arms arms, like with little range. This is a – this seems like a really – yeah, like this is to counteract that. Like this, now your melee seem mm-hmm. really, really powerful. This reinforces the the archetype of the the melee titan, right? And we've seen it with what's th- the synthesis that yes. uh, they've been kind of messing around with, and that that I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And I can't <clears> wait to see titans punching bosses to death with yeah. this. That's going to be cool. Like this seems like a really solid PVE class. Yeah. Um, for PvP, I still think I'd rather have the uh, overshield melee, something with range. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like the one the one that's really popular right now is you get a you get a melee kill and you get an overshield plus yeah. your teammates do so that's probably still better in PvP. Mm-hmm. But the void detonators and all that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. And then you can you can hold your shield like Captain America and people behind you can shoot through it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, because like on current on current Defender Titans mm-hmm. Defender. Uh, on current Sentinel Titans, you can spec to on the left trigger if you're yeah. on console. You can your secondary ability is a shield. Yeah, and it's really great defensively, but you can't do anything while you're holding it. Yeah. So if your teammates can stand in it as well mm-hmm. and shoot through it, oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, that's gonna be really really neat. What do you got next? This one, Stephen, might like a little more. Uh, Titan Sunbreakers Code of the Devastator. Throw your hammer with the melee button, but it remains in the world. Risk retrieving it where it fell to fully recharge your melee ability and trigger health regen. The more solar ability kills you get, the higher your damage up to 3x. Whoa, that sounds really cool. Interesting, interesting. So it's not like you're, just her- you're not just like yeah. hucking hella hammers. Mm-hmm. You got one. Triple H, hucking hella hammers. <laughs> you have one hammer that you can like retrieve after throwing it mm. and doing so gives you like passive bonuses that's i like really that cool. i like that actually not even a passive bonus an active trigger regen that's really cool yeah health regen then a little note here about yeah siege. siege hammer uh creates a flaming maul that hits like an earthquake and leaves behind flame tornadoes that's okay so okay cool. i think we saw that one a we, little yeah, bit in the trailer right in the vidoc mm. yeah but the hammer part is awesome like yeah and that's not your super that's just like your regular melee yeah that's pretty cool Oh, really? Yeah, it's just your regular melee. Throw your oh. hammer with the melee button, but it remains in the world. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. that's That sounds pretty cool. That's really, really, really interesting. Uh, Yeah, that like, like we, arranged, <laughs> arranged melee on Titan sounds awesome. We've never yeah. had anything like that in Destiny. Yeah. So that's Suck at throwing knives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Titan Striker's Code of the Missile. While airborne... Melee to slam into the ground like a bunker buster and gain super energy for your trouble. If you pick up ammo while sliding, you automatically reload your, reload your equipped weapon and increase weapon damage for a short time. This is cool. I played this in the uh, at E3. Mm-hmm. It feels I'm of two minds on it, but it feels really good. At first, at first, I was a little weird out because uh, your jumping was a little altered. Well, also in because the, in the in the build <clears throat> we were playing, but once I got used to it, I really really enjoyed this subclass. So I think it's really effective at killing enemies because it does massive AOE mm-hmm. damage when you mm-hmm. do it. Uh, I don't like that it removes your air shoulder charge yep. traversal. Yeah, like which totally I use agree. literally all the time. But I like that we have to make that call. Yeah, totally. You know? You're right. Actually, it's you're right because it's yeah. maybe something you can spec like for PVE versus PVP. Yeah. Thunder Crash uh, sends you hurtling great distances like a missile to hit a target area like a meteor strike. And and we got to experience this, Sean. This is the one where you can literally go. <clears throat> you can Superman around. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. really crazy. Superman. You can just sort of fly around and then choose. Like where the you first time. 
time I activated it, yeah. it took me by surprise because you're moving really fast. Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa, oh my God. And <laughs> yeah. like ran into a wall. Mm-hmm. But, uh, a very well-timed and planned super, uh, man, you can get like – you would be, be able to do a crazy amount of damage. Oh, definitely, definitely. All right, Stephen. You'll take the Hunter. That's cool. <laughs> so you'll be reading for us on the, the Hunter subclass changes. All right. What do you got? Let's talk about the Hunter Night Stalker's Way of the Wraith. Your melee smoke bomb heavily damages and slow slows those in its path. Nail the perf- nail the perfect precision kill against the foe to vanish and gain true sight. Uh, Spectral blades, which is the super, drops you into a veil of shadows to slip behind foes and stab them before they know you're even there. We we've seen this one in the in the Vidox, and I think mm-hmm. we got to play this one during E3. Yes. Really, really fun super. So really what's cool. interesting though is the build at E3. Your melee wasn't a smoke. So that's different. Mm. There was no smoke on the E3 build. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. I I, I made sure to test that out. <laughs> and nailing the perfect precision kill against the foe definitely did not vanish you uh, at E3. So that sounds really cool. That could be like a really good PvP class. When it says precision kill, what does that mean? Like with a gun or with? Yeah, with a gun. I guess. How were people going invis at E3? Then did they just use you the pop dodge? your super and yeah. then you could do an uppercut and yeah. then you turn invis, ah, which is okay. how you normally do it. Yeah. So know? it's sort or of like, like even back in D1. So it's yeah. like, yeah, it's like a mix of Blade Dancer, but yeah. you're a Night Stalker. And then I'm really curious to see your melee smoke bomb heavily damages and slows those in its path. So like in Destiny 1, there was a damage over time with your smoke, if yeah. you guys remember. It was very light, though. Yeah, and, and in Destiny 2, you don't do any damage over time. So if this brings that back. it does really slow you and totally blind you. Yeah. New raid challenge for the viewers, all smoke bomb kills. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm super excited about that. But uh, so, so we have all punches for the Titans and yeah. then all smoke bombs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the Hunter Gunslinger's way of a thousand cuts. Mm. Oh, jeez. Knife trick melees fling out a fan of burning blades. I have no idea what that means. In turn, that's, that's where he jumps in the air and he goes. Whoosh. But this is like just your passive. This isn't your super. So mm, okay. in turn, killing burning enemies recharges your knife trick, and burning enemies also recharge your dodge. Nice. Oh, that's they're amping up the power a lot. Yeah, that's great. Blade berate. Uh, Rage Blade Barrage doubles down on your knife skills to expel a volley of explosive kills. So that's the thing we saw at the Vidoc. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds pretty interesting, actually. Yeah, throwing knives galore. That sounds really, really fun. Yeah, that's one of the most rewarding kills you get as the hunter, right? When you oh, get that dude, edge yeah, out of like the knife. so. I, I my second class in D one was a hunter. Yeah, and, uh, like when people are running at you and you're just like knife to the head. Yeah. And it one shot. Oh, you don't have a like, shield, whew. dude. It was even. It would even one shot them with a shield. Oh, really? Knife headshot. I, so, I like, think you had to spec. I think for so. It. You had to yeah. spec right? for it. I think. Yeah, you had to spec yeah. for it. Yeah. Wait. Sorry. What, what, what was the question? In D one, uh-huh. wasn't a throwing knife headshot a one shot kill? Yeah, that was one of the abilities. Even with the shield. Mm. I think oh, it was with the shield. No, no, no. Really? No. Yeah, yeah, you had was, you had to take him down a little yeah. bit. Okay. To get that, yeah, you had to take it down well, a little bit. That's what I thought. It's been a long time. But it sounds like with this, you you use your throwing knife, kill an enemy. And then you get your knife back and your dodge back. Mm. So that sounds really cool. That's really good synergy. Um, let's talk good about word. Hunter Arc Strider's <laughs> way of the current. Slide before a melee to unleash a staff-powered uppercut. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. And any melee hits increase your reload speed. All your arc abilities electrify your enemies and subsequent melee strikes disorient them and refuel your abilities. Use your staff super like normal if desired. But whirlwind guard means that you can guard by spinning your staff. We saw that mm-hmm. we saw that in the Vidoc. Yep, reflecting back projectiles and tripling your staff's damage afterwards. Ah, sounds like they nerfed uh, Arc Strider. <laughs> Dude, Sarcasm. That, is awesome. that sounds really, really good. 
That's yeah. sick. Sounds good. Slide before a melee to unleash a staff-powered uppercut. So that's that's kind of fun because now while you're not in super mode, you still have some versatility. Yeah, so with I guess with we're gonna see like a new animation of the dude uppercutting. Yeah, I like so that. That's cool. I like that um, a lot. Man, I like, like all these sound awesome. I hope like, you like home run bats people in right? the moon. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> like, would be awesome. Hit them straight up in the air, like uppercut. <laughs> like I'm reading this and I'm thinking to myself, why would I use the classes we have now? I know. I'm sure right? There's going to be scenarios where yeah, like I you mean, would use. Them. I hope. I hope Golden, all of them are balanced. I, Golden Gun's not going to go away. Night Stalker's not going to go away for the increased damage output, right? Oh yeah, you're but right, right. I don't know why you would use current Arc Strider versus this. That's going to be the interesting one to see. Yeah, this sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, Warlock. That's me. That was my first class in Destiny One, and. I did Vault of Glass with my Warlock, and it was terrifying. The perfect run where you can't die or anything. Uh, yeah, uh, that yeah. that was really, really fun. Not really, but <laughs> I did it. Uh, so let's go over it. Warlock, Voidwalker's Attunement of Fission. A new atomic breach melee ability creates a void explosion at range. While holding the grenade button down creates a short-range area explosion supernova. Any void kills, void ability kills now heal you and grant ability energy. Sounds pretty good. So... A melee creates an explosion, and you can hold the grenade button to create a short range supernova. I wonder how Dude, short range that's going to be. I wonder how it's. I wonder how long range the void explosion at range is. Think if you're like yeah. if you're in PvP, mm-hmm. and you know an enemy is around the corner, and you could just start charging it and then pop out and detonate it and walk away. <laughs> like that, would that be sounds good. crazy. That would be pretty Dude, fun. What if it's like a one hit kill? Oh man, that would be. It won't be though, right? It can't be. It, no grenades. No are way. Kills, right? Yeah, they took yeah. that out. Nova Nova Warp <coughs> empowers you with transdimensional hopping abilities, letting you repeatedly teleport short distances and then erupt in a burst of energy. We so saw this, this in the Vidoc as well. This was the focus beam. No, no, I think. no, no, no. This is the one where he's like, he's he like hopping oh, yeah, blinks yeah, yeah. around and then like. Yeah, goes Super yeah. Saiyan at the That's end. right. That's right. He like self detonates basically. Yeah, and one of okay. the Bungie devs does the sound effects and it's <laughs> pew pew pew. <laughs> it's really cool. I wonder if you can time when you erupt. Like if you have to like hop well, probably the... before your super runs out, right? That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Like if if or you like have... it happens at the end of your super. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping either you can when time it runs it. out, it'll yeah. do it. Or you could troll uh, people. Like you could just like keep hopping around though, and then just explode <laughs> yeah. on them. <laughs> <laughs> Warlock Stormcaller's Attunement of Control tap the melee button to fling out a long-distance electricity ball that eventually detonates and flings a lightning bolt straight downward. Interesting. Arc kills sometimes create ionic traces, a spark of raw arc energy that travels across across the ground towards you, which can be collected to recharge abilities. That sounds crazy. So. Yeah, not only do you get something that can be utilized to hurt people, but you can recollect it. Sort of like the hammer mechanic, right? Yeah, it kind of seems like a running theme with some of these. I like that. I like that. Now, Chaos Reach fires a long-range blue beam of intense and focused damage dealing, which can be deactivated early to save energy. So you can, like, do it, stop, do it the other way. That's really cool. That's what it sounds like anyway, right? Well, to me, it sounds like Or you you cue it, then you stop. Yeah, and then you can you have He's half sick. your super. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. That's really nice, dude. That's awesome. Like if you're melting a boss and you're like, all right, I killed him. You can just sort of stop, or if you're in yeah, PvP, you don't have to waste your entire super bomb. That sounds cool. That's gonna that's gonna be really really good in PvP. I think. I think we'll see. 
Warlock's Dawn Blade Attunement of Grace melee attacks burn bad guys but empower allies. Transform your grenade by holding the button into a blessing, a projectile that heals allies and drops retrievable overshield orbs. Dude, what? what? <clears throat> that so that was that on the fly. That was that E3. Switch. Yeah. They always said, I remember when we did the original Destiny 1 uh, IGN first, they said they don't want people to have to go in there, hide behind a rock and go in the menu. And what do you do throughout Destiny? You go in your menu <laughs> and you're constantly swapping your abilities. This is nice that it's just sort of mapped to a button. So Well of Radiance. Ah, I got to use this one at E3 and it was very confusing. Well of Radiance, slam your solar sword into the ground, creating a wide radius aura that rapidly heals and empowers your friends. Any ability that heals or empowers helps regen your non-super abilities. So I wasn't sure what this was at first. It has an area of effect when you slam down, yeah. and then anybody that stands in, you have increased damage output. So this is more like staking your ground and then nuking the enemy, yeah. which is probably Seems... why we nuked the prime evil so bad. Yeah, yeah. Seems yeah. very PvE-oriented. Like, can you imagine that super um, during Atheon, like when everyone goes to that center plate? <laughs> mm-hmm. That, oh, that yeah. sounds cool. Center yeah. plate or <clears throat> even on Spire right now, if you're doing shotgun method, yeah, you yeah, put yeah. this down. Yeah, right on the platform yeah. behind yeah. him and just like. <laughs> yeah, this seems like a really cool uh, PVE. I PVE. think I think they've said something about this, but what if you put that down, then you put the damage buff rips down and you just nuke the boss? Dude, or that's I think, what I think it's I think oh, that's yeah. what they're doing is No, I mean if you have two warlocks and one doesn't have this super. I mean even just across the classes, yeah. like the the idea of like having one class person who's going to lend the whole raid or group support abilities that buffs our output or our survivability, like damage output. Like that's so awesome. Like what I want is for me like the two titans in our group to fulfill mm-hmm. different roles for the raid mm-hmm. like have that level of specialization and mm-hmm. contribution like that's so cool and that sounds like and kind the, of what they're going for with each of these new classes and yeah. the grenade ability it has is it sounds super cool like you're mm-hmm. basically giving overshields to your allies yeah that's, yeah that's awesome like i wonder if you're, you your support you're yeah. basically you ba- the you support, support class i'm wondering if that's you have the uh luna faction boots on and you use your super does that count That'd be cool. Oh, you're you're the support really cool. class for the warlock. It's kind of like what yeah. the hunter is right now, because <laughs> nice you can't ki- yeah, you yeah. can't kill anybody in PvP. Yeah, but you can that nuke their supers. Awesome. These supers sound fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really, really excited to try them out for ourselves. I like that a lot. We've tried some of them. Yeah, we tried uh, three of them. Yeah, three, right? Yeah, and they they were early versions, so I can't wait to see how they've been refined. What's your favorite? Mm. Uh, so far, an easy call for me, Superman Titan Slam. Superman mm-hmm. Titan? Yeah. Out of the ones we've played? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the one we played. So the only thing I didn't like about that is when you're in the air and you hit your melee and you do the, the like, the mini slam, mm-hmm. even if you don't hit anything, you lose your slam. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I wish, unless, if, if you didn't hit anything, I think you should still keep your charge. I agree. Yeah. I mean, they might have changed it, but that was... That's how it worked at E3. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't love Warlock right now. It's probably one of my least used classes, but that mm-hmm. Chaos Reach ability sounds really, really cool. The fact Goku that you Goku ability? Just, yeah, you just... <laughs> you go Super Saiyan and you throw your Hadouken or whatever you want to call it yeah. until you turn it off. I like that a lot. Yeah. Like, I, I, I hope it... Soccer for me. Yeah. I hope it just does an absurd amount of damage because it's yeah. like a beam, right? So, like, if, it's, if it works similar to a Trace Rifle where, mm-hmm. like, the longer you hold it, the more damage it does, but right. it does, like, even if... It's starting damage does yeah. like tons of damage. That'd be really cool. Well, I wonder it, what time to kill is going to be with it. Like, yeah. if you're hitting a guardian in PvP, like I shoot it at you, it's got to be like a second or less. Oh, know? I mean, like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Break the game, right? If it touches you, you die. <laughs> yeah. Do you, you guys remember in the Vidoc? I think I forgot who it was. Mm-hmm. I think it was 
the guy who makes all the cool sound effects, yeah. Yeah. he said this one is probably going to break the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. Dude, it- just imagine everybody using this in PvP. You get into a match and it's just like... Or in like everywhere. Wouldn't it be cool? Oh, my God. Like, I just had like a... What if it was like a Goku-Vegeta moment where two warlocks like beam each other and you have to like button mash to like overpower the beams? Oh, that would be cool. I don't I want, know how that would work, but that would be really cool. I want somebody to recut the episode. Every time we do hands, just lasers are shooting everywhere. <laughs> well, you can have six <laughs> beams on the Ray Foss. Like, how cool would that look? Oh, yeah. yeah just that would from look, all yeah, angles. Yeah, that would look awesome. Remember that dance team that would do coordinated dances? <laughs> yeah, what if, yeah, what yeah. if they were, like, all warlocks? Dude, this that is would awesome. be really, really fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm super excited. Yeah. Night Stalker uh, is definitely my favorite. Uh, I'm Sounds awesome. I didn't plan out this final segment. I just wanted to <clears> ask you guys. I've been thinking a lot about my hatred for faction rallies and how they could be improved uh, they've actually asked for ways that they couldn't be improved yeah. uh last week so i i really started thinking about it and uh, i have some ideas i don't know if you guys have any but i'll kind of talk so that you can think about it for a little bit of a second and if they're gonna stick with the lost faction route i think it would be more compelling if we had a reason to clear all of the lost sectors instead of farming one like right now it's Go to your public event, maybe kill a wandering boss, then go clear a lost sector with your renown. I really don't like the renown mechanic. I would rather that there was a, a compelling reason to clear all the lost sectors on a planet. And then once you save that planet for the, the faction rally duration, then you go to all the other planets. By the way, I think you should be able to pledge to all three at any time you want and constantly be leveling them up. And then perhaps this liberation mechanic with the lost sectors gives you a reason a to explore and find the lost sectors a terribly underutilized gameplay mechanic and it would be i think it would be a much more fun way maybe they could even have a cutscene when you liberate a planet or a big boss that spawns for you and your crew in in sort of a, a locked off area that you would then have to defeat to you know, save Titan, for example, if you were to clear them all on Titan. Did you guys have any other uh, small notes? They were asking for feedback about the the mechanic. Um, admittedly, I didn't do too much of the of the of the faction rallies. I don't think any thing, of us did because they weren't that fun. Yeah, but the one thing I definitely didn't like when I was doing it was like I'm very used to fast traveling around to yeah. public events, like mm-hmm. to make the right, most right, of the right. time yeah, that you're in the you overworld. Out. And yeah, it's like the first time you do it, it's like if you do this, you lose your run out. And I was like, wait, why? Yeah. And it's just a simple like, okay, well now I have to hop on my sparrow and drive my ass over there. Like mm-hmm. that sucks. Uh, so that I didn't like about it, but I still like the idea of faction rallies being tied to overworld events. Cause like mm-hmm. lost sectors is something I would never do. Yeah. And now like they're driving me to them and you know what? They're actually kind of short and cool. Like mm-hmm. it would be, I like the idea that they're doing that. I got the challenge of get five or now and then go in and I did it solo and I'm yeah, like, okay, I get what they're doing here. They mm-hmm. want to like add weight to doing these lost sectors. But it still was more of an annoyance that I couldn't fast travel and then I'm still just collecting tokens and putting them in. Uh, they did say armor is going to be purchasable later. But right now it's just like, well, I'm just working to unlock my my um, ornaments and I don't care much about that. Yeah, I mean if it was something not ornament based, like yeah. the way oh, – I hate this. The way World of Warcraft oh, he did it. is that uh, <laughs> how did – like encouraging players to – like who are already at the end game yeah. to go back into the overworld mm-hmm. was a really tough thing for them. And yeah. eventually what they ended up doing was they made the rewards that you gain from doing overworld specific things like yeah. factions in the world. They made those really, really awesome. Mm-hmm. So it was like extremely difficult to earn them. You had mm-hmm. to spend a lot of time in that zone doing the lost sectors or whatever yeah. it would be, the World of Warcraft equivalent dungeons and stuff. But once you finally got there, one, you got a unique title that yeah. no one else had or only the people who had gone to that level had. 
and there were the, there were these specific rewards that were tied to the lore for that section. And because they were really hard to earn, once you got them, you actually felt very achieved. Yeah. Right now, it's like I can't think of a single vendor faction thing like yeah. you know from Nessus or from IO or for whatever that has gear that I actually care about or yeah. desire. If they did, then maybe I would spend more time there. Yeah, like I'm I'm like have a ton of tokens from all those places and the only time I used them was to like level up my character faster during Warmind. Yeah. Yeah. Steven, do you have any notes? I think you're onto something with the and this whole is, lost sector thing. Yeah, this is just a small part of my idea. I'm like, okay, they want to utilize the lost <coughs> sector. Here's one way you can improve the lost sector experience. And once you liberate one planet, go to the other planet. Then you can continue your adventure. Yeah, I think if they saving. did something like um, if you complete mm-hmm. 15 different lost sectors, yeah. so you have to do – you can't do the same one over again. Yeah. You get like 100 tokens. Yeah. Like give us a reward that is substantial. Like one of the daily uh, milestones is complete. I think it's like five crucible matches. Yeah. But after you complete it, you get like 10, 15 tokens. I don't know the exact number, but that to me is not worth that time. Mm-hmm. Like if, if I was actually trying to get to 50, I do the lost sector grind, which is terrible. Mm-hmm. So give us things like, uh, do five different adventures or stuff yeah. like that. And you get and like adventures are actually pretty good. Yeah. They tell, they tell a lot of the story or you can do like, or like 10 or five crucible matches. Yeah. And you get like 50 tokens. Give us like a substantial uh, reward. I like the additional narrative we got in Warmind with the adventures. I talked yeah. about it in my review and I didn't see a lot of people commenting on that. And mm-hmm. it, it's really a shame because there's no incentivization to do adventures really. Yeah. They tried to do it with Curse of Osiris and that kind of worked because we got the, the shotgun. But beyond that, it's just kind of like eh. And like for this season, uh, we only had – we only have three faction rallies. Mm-hmm. So if you miss out one faction rally, you're kind of screwed. Because you there's there's three factions. Yeah, I'd like to see them do it maybe six times a season. Yeah, I don't mind that you can only do one faction per account mm. uh, because that makes me focus on one faction. Yeah. Also, we've been talking a lot about player choice, right? Mm-hmm. And like risk reward. Like you yeah. want to choose a faction that one has the reward you want. Yeah. It makes it just a more empowered choice. Definitely. Yeah. So like it, six faction rallies, one faction per account. Um, and then give us a lot of like checklists, like mm-hmm. 10, 10 adventures, 10 lost sectors. You get a ton do of Do the tokens. raid. Yes. Checklist. Do the raid. Yeah. Like yeah. if you do every single raid layer and the raid, you get like a thousand tokens yeah. or something like that. I'll, yeah. I'll keep going with, uh, with my thought process on mm-hmm. this. I want to focus on the lost sectors. We really got to get out of here though. We have another production coming in yep. and I'm actually excited about that too. So, uh, thank you guys for joining me on the show today. Thank you for listening. Come say hi if you're at Guardian Con. And until next time, Guardians, Guardians out. out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to 
become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.